October 14th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and If you count from the top, it's three lines down. And the Gemara returns us to the Mishnah. We're going to finish that Mishnah and go into the next in terms of discussing and dealing with the words of the Tanaim. Said the Mishnah, The Mishnah said the people who sinned in the desert and in turn died over the course of those 40 years in the Midbar. Uh, the Gemara now will elaborate. Tanura banan dor hamidbar en lahem chelak la olam haba. It's not in order, right? Why do you say so? This is a question that Judah asked when we when we learned. No, I'm not putting you down. I'm just putting him up. Uh, that when we first learned this, he said dor hamidbar. If you're talking about Korah not having a chelak la olam haba, well, he was a part of dor hamidbar anyway. So they, we couldn't uh, believe it or not, couldn't find a sufficient answer to that question. Best answer you have was that. The Gaon Mivilna and the ordering of it, which is along the lines of what Nathan's suggesting, maybe, maybe there is a difference in ordering with regards to that. Maybe we're suggesting if Dor Hamidbar does have a chance at Olam Haba, nonetheless, Doro uh, Korah or Adato Korah doesn't, in which case, again, the construction of the Gemara, the ordering is not. Uh, the easiest. Anyway, it says the Gemara Tanur Banan Dor Hamidbar Enlaim Chelak Laulam Haba Shene Emar Bamidbar Haze Yitamu Visham Yamutu. The pasuk doesn't just say they will cease in the midbar; it says they will cease and die in the midbar. The double wording, as it has been throughout, denotes for us two sorts of death. Yitamu Baulam Haze, the first and foremost, uh, cease in this world. Visham Yamutu. And furthermore, they'll see their ultimate de- demise, let's call it, ba'olam haba. Furthermore, ve'omer, and the pasuk says, as well, this we didn't see in the Mishnah, be'api im el menuhati. Pasuk in Tehillim uh, talks about arba'im shana akut bedor va'omar am to'ele va'avhem. Uh, it's a reference to Arba'im Shana Kut Bedor, talking about Dor Hamidbar. And then the Pasuk says afterwards, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol speaking in Tehillim, Ashe Nishba'ati Be'api, those about whom I swore with my anger during my wrath, Im Yevo'un El Menuhati, if they'll make their way, if they'll enter into my Menuha. Of course, Menuha could be seen as any circumstance, but when I talk about the menuha, the resting place, the peace and serenity of existence. I'm going to be referring to Olam Haba, Divrer Akiva. So the reference then to the Arbaim Shana, the people who traveled and wandered for 40 years. disagreed with Rabbi Akiva. Uh, he suggests instead, and this we saw cited earlier in the Mishnah as well, different pasuk in Tehillim from earlier. Yeah, mind, uh, if you listen carefully, you might hear the Mohelet uh, Birit Milaz reading the, or reciting this pasuk. Of course, makes sense out of Birit Milaz. You're talking about Korete Biriti. You're talking about those who are. Uh, cutting the uh, covenant, of course, we refer to it then as berit milah. But what does the pasuk uh, mean for our purposes? We're not talking about berit milah per se. Isvuli hasidai, the asifa that we're referring to, is a gathering for, again, call it the ultimate gathering, the ulam haba. 
Hang on a second. Isfuli Hasidai is uh, those who are, are righteous, those who are pious, gather them for Olam Haba. Korete Beriti, Charlie, instead of referring to Berit Milah, it's the Berit. Well, what do I mean by the Berit? As Rashi cites the Pasuk in Shemot Perekafdalid, it's the Berit, which as the Pasuk concludes, says Alezavach, which came forth. Through Zevach, Masechet Zevachim refers to slaughtering. So it means not slaughtering the foreskin of the men, but rather slaughtering of animals and that establishing the Berit, the covenant. When did that take place? Again, that's in Shemot Perek Kaftalid. That's at the end of Parashat Mishpatim, which describes the covenant, the Berit at Har Sinai. The Pasuk says, Vaizbehu, I'm reading from Rashi, Zevachim Shelamim. And then Moshe takes the blood from the Aganot, Vaizrok al Ha'am, Vayomer, Hine Dam Haberit, Ashekarat Adonai Immachem. Moshe sprinkles that blood upon them. So it means that the Pasuk then, in the eyes of Rabbi the Ezer, is referring to the with a capital T. Berit with a capital B or Bet. In other words, we're describing over here the Berit that once was with Am Yisrael and Hakadosh Baruch Hu Sinai, which was Dor Hamidbar, right? So it means that the pasuk then says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachos says, "Listen, maybe they're not deserving of it, but they're Korete Beriti Alezava. I had a covenant, I had a pact with them. Isfuli Hasidai. Let's gather in those." We'll even see them as righteous and pious. It means there's a mahloket when, when it all settles between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ezer about whether Dor Hamidbar merit or merited Olam Haba or not, says the Gemara. But if that's the case, Rabbi Ezer, we'd like you to explain some other Pesukim. The Pasuk in Tihilim in Mizmor Sadihe that we read from earlier, right? The Pasuk Adbaim Shana Akut Bedor, Baumaram Toele Vavhem. I swore with my wrath. How do you explain that? Rabbi Akiva had a beautiful interpretation. It's Kivyachol, it's the Mishore talking about God's will and expression. They're not going to get a portion. How do you explain that? So he explains it, Rabbi Ezra, as follows Nishbati, it's true. I did in my wrath, in my anger, swear as such. But I'm purposefully mentioning that that was the context. I was angry when I swore, and as a result, I changed my mind. In other words, the fact the Pasuk goes out of its way and doesn't just say, I swear about whom I swore they won't get all them. It rather says, I swore with anger during a time of wrath as I was uh, beside myself, dealing with God. Uh, it's for that reason I can and did change my mind afterwards as matters settled themselves. In truth, the Gemara Masechet Haggan Yod learns from this that we have such a concept called Hatarat Nedarim. The Mishnah over there counts several things that we don't have strong grounding and basis in Pesukim in the Torah for. We do have Hafara, right? The beginning of Parashat Matot talks about a husband and his young daughter, a husband, excuse me, a father and his young daughter, a husband and wife. That's what's called Hafarat Nedarim. They're able to Ishaikimenu Ve'ishah Yafirenu, right? You're able to be Mefir. But what about Hatara as we do it today or as it was historically done? You don't have something strong in terms of grounding, in terms of basis in Pesukim. One of the suggestions of the Gemara over there is you learn it from this Pasuk. Ashenishba'ati Be'api. 
on his own neder. All right, might not be the most compelling, more than anything, we're dealing with tradition to understand the idea of hatara. Um, what, what is it, uh, why does he need anger then? Because the truth is there are two ways of being matir nedarim. The Gemara, the Mishnayot, and Masechet Nidarim described to us. One is called a Petach, and the other one is called a Harata. Petach means I was lacking knowledge at the time that I made this Nidr. I may have accepted something upon myself. Had I known, if only I knew, I never would have made it. That's a Petach. We opened up your eyes. We opened up your ability to see something differently. I now regret it. Harata means I regret because I wasn't in the right state of mind at the time. That's for perhaps what we're referring to over here. And as a result, that's Rabbi Eliezer's defense. Rabbi Eliezer says, I did it be'api. I keep saying, I keep saying kivyachol on purpose. It's the best, that's what the hachamim say. The hachamim are not really envisioning God as regretting. Uh, we do have Pesukim where he, Kivyachol, says it about himself. He says it about himself in Parashat Ki Tisak, in Hamti Ki Atsitim. Excuse me, that's in, uh, that's in Sefer Bereshit, but he has it about Am Yisrael as well. I can't fully explain and understand, none of us can, what it means that God regrets something. But we do have precedence in the Torah, is what I'm saying, uh, for envisioning it in some level, on some basis, in such a way. Says the Gemara onward. <laughs> There is a, uh, I mean, uh, the, the best, int- not only is it a good question you're asking, the Gemara will, in just a few lines, uh, suggest that they were, and we oftentimes remember them that way. We remember them as, as a very meritorious uh, generation, as a generation that had real zikhut, that had a real kirvata kadosh baruch hu. It appears as if Rabbi Akiva says that Heta Ayagil and Heta Miragilim were, uh, not one time, they were one time and for eternity, sins and, and downfalls of a people, that it's inconceivable that you, you severed yourself, you cut yourself off that much from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kivyachol, you know, almost like the Shuvu Banim Shovavim, Chutz Me'acher, the Choteu Mahati, the vision of those individuals or those collectives who... Uh, move themselves so far away. I mean, keep in mind, and, and I can't, I don't think you can either, really wrap my head around the reality. Here's the people who observed and partook in Yesiyah Misraim and the Makot in Egypt and so forth, and then swiftly descended in terms of their connectedness and bitachon nakadosh baruchu. It's got to be something along those lines. I exposed this much to you, and now you moved yourself away from it. Did they build the Mishkan, they donated, they korbanot, all this during the yeah. You're making the case for the for the portion better against the back. We complain the entire time until the end. We had a problem with Shimon and the and the Moabing, the till the end. I understand. I understand. Right. But this. But but the counterclaim would be. I hear you. Is do complaints lose for us all them haba? They couldn't front till the end. Rabbi Yoshua ben Korha Omer lo ne'emar pasuk ze'ela keneged dorot ha'ba'im. Rabbi Yoshua ben Korha, uh, he's talking about the following pasuk, the pasuk of Isfuli Hasidai, Koret Beriti Alezavach. He says, that pasuk was never referring, as we suggested just a moment ago, 
to Dor Hamidbar. It wasn't a reference to that. It's rather to Dorot Habaim. How so? The future generations. Kivyachot, the Pasuk in Tehillim says, God says, gather for me the righteous ones, those who stand up for my berit, those who slaughter something. How so? It goes like this. Isfuli hasidai elu sadikim dor vador. Uh, first and foremost, Isfudi Hasidai, gather for me the righteous, pious ones. That's the righteous people in every generation. Those are the ones who merit almost a guaranteed Olam Haba. Korete Beriti, who's Korete Beriti? Elo Hanania, Mishael, Vazaria, Shemaslu Asman, Litoch Kivshan Haesh, instead of bowing to the idol which was erected in their time. Hanania, Mishael, and Azaria about whom we read plenty earlier, about whom we understood, Pesukim described, they were tortured in order to bow, they're thrown instead into a furnace of fire. That's who we refer to. They upheld the berit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, suggests Rashi. They have Olam Haba. We look at them as the paradigm of those who merit it. Alezava, what does it mean, those who brought forth slaughtering. That's a reference to the Bi'akiva and his generation uh, who handed themselves over to be slaughtered. Not that they slaughtered animals, as we suggested earlier in Rabbi Li'ezer, but rather that they themselves were slaughtered. Of course, a reference to, uh, for our knowledge, the Gemara Masechi Berachot and Daf Samech Aleph, which describes the end of the life of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is machnis, people to study and to teach Torah, and in turn, his punishment is that he is uh, somewhat publicly slaughtered. Um, his, his, his skin is raked off. And uh, as a result, the reference in the Pasuk is not to uh, those Dor uh, Hamidbar, whom we imagined it was to. It's rather to, uh, quote-unquote, the paradigmatic, the greatest models of Hasidut, of Korete Berit, of Alezava. Says the Gemara Anwar Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, Omer, Ba'in hen la'olam haba. He concu- his, his opinion uh, concurs with that of Rabbi Li'ezer, but he's going to be more emphatic. I'm going to be, uh, are you serious? You think that Dor Hamidbar don't get Olam Haba? Of course they get it. Listen to the Pasuk in Sefer Yirmiya, Shene Emar, uh, wrong Pasuk, I'm, I'm ahead of myself, Shene Emar, Uftuye Adonai Yeshuvun Ubausion Berina. The Pasuk says that those who HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Podeh, as Pasuk Sefer Yeshaya, but those who God uh, already redeemed, Yeshuvun, it sounds like, but they made their way out. God will bring them back. Ubausion berina, and they'll make their way to Yerushalayim. Berina, with happiness, with glee, which means, again, the beginning of the Pasuk, Uftuye Hashem, Rashi writes, Elu dor hamidbar Misraim. We're referring not to those who God will redeem, but to those who already were redeemed. The ones who were redeemed from Egypt, Mibet Avadim Peditanu, those who were taken out of Egypt, well, they've made their way out, but they'll be brought back. Brought back to where? They're dead. To Olam Haba. Amar Baba Bahana, Amar Biyohanan, Shavka Rabbi Akiva Lehasidute. The statement here of Rabbi Yohanan is, uh, how can it be that Rabbi Akiva uh, left aside his Hasidut? In a few moments, the Gemara will explain how we know so, but Rashi already reveals to us the beginning of it. Rabbi Akiva, who could and is oftentimes the Melis Yoshe, the one who speaks highly about Am Yisrael, the one who is inclusive and says everybody has a chance, everyone could and will merit all them. He's the one over here 
who's stating against everyone, against Rabbi Eliezer, against Rabbi Yoshua ben Korcha, and now we're going to see against, uh, against uh, Rabbi Yohanan as well, uh, that Dor HaMidbar doesn't get a Hilak La'olam Haba, I look at a person, I say, I thought you liked everyone. All of a sudden, you're the one who speaks against them. That's true, Rabbi Akiva, of course, is speaking what he believes. He's not speaking from emotions, but it's an expression of Rabbi Akiva. Wow, he was Shavik. He left aside. He abandoned his Hasidut, his loving kindness to others. After all, and here's the Pasuk I was referring to just a moment ago, Sefer Yirmiya, Pasuk says, Haloch vekarata beosne Yerushalayim lemor, Zacharti lach hesed neuraich, Ahavat kelulotaich, Lechtech aharai bamidbar, Be'eres lo zeru'ah. Pasuk says, Kivyachol, that in merit of those from Yemen neuraich, those from the days of your youth, of adolescence, of the, those who were furthermore, they walked after me in the desert in their merit. Things for you, Dor Bet Hamikdash, time of Yirmiya Hanavi. Uh, you have merit. So wait a second. You're telling me, When we refer to them, the generation of the Mikdash, they're meriting uh, because of Dor Hamidbar. You're telling me Dor Hamidbar themselves weren't able to merit to be Zokeh La'olam Haba. And as a result, the Gemara really does stack the many opinions against that of Rabbi Akiva with regards to Dor Hamidbar. It's a little bit of ambiguity with regards to the Torah in terms of its vision, how we're supposed to walk away. We're certainly supposed to see them as people who had opportunity. We're absolutely supposed to uh, envision them as well as Mara said, as people who do complain. They did sin, but ultimately speaking, is there a positive taste in our mouth with regards to their legacy? That's really the Mahloket HaTanaim and Emoraim here in the Gemara. Right, the next Mishnah brings us to yet another generation and, and still another a group of people about whom we're not fully certain, to the extent that we're not fully certain if we can find their descendants physically, we're quite certain we can today. Says the Mishnah, Aseret HaShivatim. So we're referring in this context to the Galut of Sanheriv. Sanheriv exiles 10 of the Shivatim initially, and then the last two, Yehuda and Binyamin, separately. Well, what about those 10 f- tribes who were exiled. Oh, we, we know that they were exiled and, and we know a little bit about their exile. We read about it even earlier in the Pedic with regards to during their Galut, they're looking at the places Afriki that they come to, they're likening it or even seeing in it better than Eris Israel. We were highly critical of them for doing so. Uh, that they're not able to appreciate and realize the loss of Eretz Yisrael. And anatidin lahazor, they won't in the future uh, return. Well, return in what respect? Physically? I mean, they certainly won't return physically. They're not alive any longer. Uh, does it mean olam haba? So it might mean olam haba. Rashi in the Gemara will suggest it might even be a reference to Yemot HaMashiach. It will make a lot of sense it's Yemot HaMashiach because we're talking about coming back to Eris Israel, but they're not alive any longer. Uh, Olam Haba is not a place we're envisioning as having any physicality. So Rashi will say, I heard that Rashi at the bottom of the page here in Tanur Rabbanan, he writes, It de mefarshei, aseret ha-shivatim, enem halak la'olam ba, haynu limot ha-mashiach, shelo yekabele mashiach, im she'ar galuyot. So the suggestion of Rashi then is this particular generation, the Aseret HaShivatim, about whom again we see negativity beyond others. They couldn't appreciate the loss. They won't return 
won't have olam haba. We're coupling the two together. Rashi is as a reference to Yemot Hamashiach. Not a simple self from Rashi because throughout the Perik we've distinguished between olam haba and Yemot Hamashiach. But you have to understand what he's up against. He has to talk about returning to a place. Sounds like physically, while at the same time we're going to be talking about the words Olam Haba. So Rashi couples the two and suggests we're talking about Yomat HaMashiach. Only two shiv, two and a half, two, three shivatim. That's, I mean, it's, which is not so, so crazy. It's crazy with regards to envisioning the future, perhaps. But in terms of today's day and age, that's what we know we have. And we have many people who claim they're from the lost tribes. But ultimately speaking, we only know about Yehuda, Binyamin, and Levi. What's that? Could be as well, but who said Tehiyat? You see, Tehiyat Hametim. We had references of being in Eretz Yisrael, so maybe it's an Olam Haba Tehiyat Hametim back to Yad Ramah type of vision earlier in the Perik, which Jeffrey has talked about more than once. In other words, how Olam Haba. It's possible as well. Rashi isn't comfortable with that, but maybe that's the type. There's a strange or hard to understand, at least for me, line in Rashi, because again, I'm reading Rashi as a unit, as I think you're supposed to. And then the middle, he just has a funny question, which I don't really understand. Rashi asks a question from the Gemara in Masechet um, uh, Megillah, here in the, the second Rashi in the Mishnah, it says, En atidin lahazor, mimakom shegalu, from the place they were exiled to. Vahadam rinan ba gemara. He's referring to a gemara, Masech Megillah, daf yodalid, di yirmiyah hazirah, that yirmiyah brought them back. That shouldn't, bo- but that shouldn't bother me in you, because if, if everything I just told you, again, I'm, I'm reading it to you from ahead and from behind, if I'm telling you, we're talking about Yomot HaMashiach. So he brought some of them back, Yirmiyah, and his time. Rashi should answer. That's right, some them, of them. He brought them back for the purpose of being exiled with all of Israel. They may have been exiled again at the same time. Oh, great. I'm saying, let's say he brought them back with the purpose of them so staying there, whatever, but it has nothing to do with Yomot HaMashiach. It's Olam Hazir. In which case, by the way, you know, the Maynav coming out, that they're not going to come back. They're dead. But, and so that's what I want Rashi to answer. Rashi instead says, Lo kulam. He didn't bring them all back. He brought back some of them. I don't know, hard for me to fully understand why Rashi writes that, taking into the broader, taking into account the broader context of what's taking place. Anyway, says the Mishnah, The Pasuk says, and he sent them out to a different land, like this day. Those last words, Kayom like this day, are somewhat mysterious. These are the words of Moshe and Sefer Devarim. The reference to those who have done wrong and in turn are exiled is like the day. The same way the day ends, Kayom ends and doesn't come back. Time is fleeting. There's no way of returning to lost time. So to they, they're out. And they're never coming back. Again, and the Gemara will express this again. It's what happened to Rabbi Akiva, the loving, kinding, Melit Yosha of others. Anyway, that's Rabbi Akiva's genuine appraisal, understanding of the Pesukim. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer again defends, or Rabbi Eliezer again brings in, includes, Omer Kayom Hazeh. Indeed, it's just like this day, but that's the silver lining over here. Yes, they're going to be exiled, but it's Kayom Hazeh. How so? Mayom Ma'afil Umeir Af Aseret HaShivatim She'afila Lehen Kach the same way the day both has darkness and light, so too for those ten shivatim, 
It might be dark for them now, but it will ultimately speaking be light. Rashi has two interpretations as to what's the darkness and light of the day. Either the day begins as it is now, somewhat dark, and as the day proceeds in the afternoon, it's lit up. That's when the sun is in the, at its peak, and that's the reference over here. It's dark in the morning, and then it'll get light. Or alternatively, he goes in the opposite direction, harder to understand why he would do so, but Rashi says the day starts with light, ends with darkness, uh, so there is that ability to envision the days both having darkness and light. Either way you explain it, uh, as I understand it, it amounts to the same thing in the Mishnah. The Mishnah statement, the Bili'ezah statement, is they still have a chance. They still will be able to return. They may have had darkness. They might be experiencing darkness, but they'll ultimately achieve Olam Haba. Says the Gemara, Tanur Rabbanan, Aseret HaShivatim, Enlaim Chilak La'olam Haba. So the Beraita will echo the words of our Mishnah, and as we've seen throughout the Perek, and many Beraitot are like this, certainly in Perek Chelek, they echo the words of the Mishnah, and then they uh, add one or two uh, extra details. The Pasuk mentions how God abandons them from his land. That first reference of God abandoned them from his land, that's in this world. That he sends them out to another land. So already, by the way, the question on Rashi is more magnified that, that I asked a moment ago, it's really a question from this Beraitan Rashi, right? Unless Rashi, for some reason, in the Mishnah is reading the Mishnah differently as this Beraita, even though it's the same Pesukim, I'm sorry to be so confusing over here, but it goes like this. The Mishnah doesn't tell us what they're not getting. We're in Perik Helix, so we assume talking about Olam Haba. The Mishnah just says, We don't really know what those words mean. We suggested, based on Rashi, it's a reference to Olam Haba, slash Yemot HaMashiach. The Beraita explicitly talks about it in the context of Yemot HaMashiach. Excuse me, of Olam Haba. So Rashi's question them from Masechem Megillah, of how Yermiah brought them back, is really hard to understand if we're to equate this Beraita with our Mishnah in some respect. Anyway, that's the statement here in the Beraita of Rabbi Akiva, a double mention of uh, sending away, of uh, not bringing them back, of sending them to another land, Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda ish kefar ako, this is Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, who's a person from the village of Ako, Omer Mishum Rabbi Shimon, Imaasehem Kayom Hazeh Enan Hozerim. The Pasuk does importantly say, like this day. Well, what's like this day? If their actions stand as they are today, in other words, they're not really acting appropriately, Enan Hozerim. That's why you get exiled, because you didn't act appropriately. If that's how, it main, if that's how you maintain yourself, your relationship with God, Enan Hozerim, Vinlav Hozerim, if they do Teshubah, if they have the ability and did have the ability to change something, they will be hoser. <coughs> I should parenthetically point out as well, we've been talking about the Aseret HaShivatim not coming back, uh, or not getting Olam Haba, or not having involvement in Mashiach. That means they and their future descendants as well. So in my conversation with Jesse earlier, wrongfully, I kind of was assuming that. Rashid does point out in the Mishnah, don't believe it that way. Don't understand it that way. Rashi suggests we're talking about the first generation, the children that come after them. Uh, that's not really who we're referring to. We're talking about the initial generation. The initial generation, it stands to reason, because of their wrongdoing, uh, they're not going to have Olam Haba Yomot HaMashiach. Their children, if their children walked in the proper way, and we'll see a conversation about this in the Gemara, in the 
ensuing lines, but that's the general understanding over here. We have that concept already. Have a way of changing whatever the exact wording is. Indeed, I just want to quote again. It's hard to say it, and you're right. It's easy to say it logically in the words of the Mishnah. I said it tashivatim. So that's that's why I quoted from Rashi and not from you know general knowledge and logic. It's in Rashi on the Mishnah Kayom Hazem Mahayom Maafil at the very end of that dibur in Rashi. I'm just going to read those words. It says, Those we envision, we see as uh, as absolute uh, wicked people. Their children, and the generations who come afterwards, they're going to be able to merit and they'll in turn merit for others. Okay, anyway, here, back in the Beraita and the Gemara, I'm sorry to bring you off of that. So again, so Rabbi Shimon disagreed with Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said that the Aseret Hashavatim Enam Chaluk Lanam Aba. Rabbi Shimon, who's quoted by Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehuda Yishkefar Ako, says it's only if their actions are remaining Kayom Hazeh. Next opinion, Rabbi Omer Ba'imhem La'Olam Aba. Sheneemar Ba'Yom Ahu Yitaka B'Shofar Gadol Ubau Ha'Ovedim. Me'eres Ashur v'hanidachim me'eres Mitzrayim. The Pasuk says, on that day, in Yomot HaMashiach, the Shofar will be sounded, the grand and great Shofar. That's why we say, Tekab Shofar Gadol Lecherutenu, Sanes Kabetz Galuyotenu. We're talking about uh, the ultimate uh, uh, egg, uh, gathering of the, uh, of the exiles, in gathering of the exiles. So that, and Pasuk says, and who's going to return? Those who were exiled by Ashur. Ashur is Melech Sanheriv. That's what we're talking about. So the Pasuk in its veiled reference is telling us on that day, you're going to bring back even Aseret HaShivatim. Amar Again, this statement about Rabbi Akiva. Can you believe it? Did you hear what Rabbi Akiva did? Rabbi Akiva, first he told us in the last Mishnah that Dor HaMidbar Enlahim Chilak L'Alam This Mishnah is telling me that Aseret Shivatim. The very least, they and I am halak lalam aba again. Shavka Rabbi Akiva la Hasidute. Rabbi Akiva has uh, almost forgotten. He's forsaken his Hasidut, his ability to uh, find merit for to be mizaket Israel. Shene Emar. After all, the pasuk says it's a pasuk that he could have used with regards to finding positive in Aseret HaShivatim. Haloch vekarata et ha-devarim ha-el le-safona ve-amata shuva meshuva Yisrael ne'um Adonai lo-apil panai b'chem ki hasid ani ne'um Adonai lo-etor le-olam. The Pasuk has a, a, a full reference of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not be etor lo-tikom ve-lo-titor. I won't have that vengeance upon them for eternity. Who said this is talking about Aseret HaShivatim? Well, the Pasuk does talk about Shuva Meshuva. Uh, who's that? Who's Meshuva Yisrael? Rashi writes on the left-hand side, about eight lines from the top, Shuva Meshuva Shekol Yisrael Atidin Lahazor. Rashi's suggestion is those who are Meshuva, those who are going to be brought back, is all-inclusive. All-inclusive means not only you and me, because we're probably from Yehuda, Binyamin, some of us from Levi, but everyone, Shuvah Meshuvah Yisrael. All right, anyway, that's the statement. Uh, says the Gemara, all right, so now, twice, Rabbi Yohanan, your statement about Rabbi Akiva, twice, Rabbi Yohanan is far removed from the generation of Rabbi Akiva. To be speaking that way of Rabbi Akiva, you have something that's perturbing you, something about Rabbi Akiva that you know 
where he has that hasidut, and you're almost just bothered by the fact that he's not exerting it over here. My hasidute, what is that hasidut of Rabbi Akiva? At the very least in our context, Olam Haba type of conversations where you saw Rabbi Akiva bringing in others that in these other cases he doesn't. Detanya, as the Beraita teaches, Kitne bene rishe Yisrael en ba'im la'olam haba. If there are children who die young from rishe Yisrael, from wicked people from Am Yisrael, do they, do those children who died young, merit olam haba? No, they were children when they died. They were children of Rishaim from. They don't, according to this first opinion in this Beraita, merit Olam Habashin Emarkin. What's that? The children of Rishay Israel. You have a Rasha from Israel. His child, sounds like as a punishment to him, dies young. Does that child merit Olam Haba or not? Well, Tinoch Shanishba, you're saying, I think, right? Over here, we no, don't even know. Child that's born into something they don't know, isn't that? Yeah, Tinoch Shanishba. You're saying, what? Say it again. Why they called Kitne? Kitne, Kitanim is child. He died, right? I mean, he's not a Katan his whole life. That's why I'm saying Kitne. When, when do we describe someone as a Katan? A child. So, no, but it doesn't say B'nei Israel. It says Kitne B'nei Israel. Children. The first word is children. It has to be that they died young. I, I can't explain it another way. I mean, that's... Uh, uh, read together with me Rashi for a moment. Rashi spells it out, but I, that's where he's getting it from, Jeffrey. Rashi, Kitne B'nei Rishi Israel. Rashi writes, Rishi Israel Atzman, the wicked ones from Israel. Peshita Denlem Halak Lalamaba. We're certain about them that they don't merit Olamaba, even though our Pedic started off with Koisalisham Halak Lalamaba. The Rishaim, and we've tried to designate who are the objective Rishaim. Enlem Halak Lalamaba. Sites a Gemara and Masechi Ketubot, but now I'm going three lines down in Rashi. Aval Banim Shelaim Ketanim, the young children, Velohatu, and they themselves did not sin. Otherwise, we would say they're Rashaim as well. Peligebehu, that's where the Mahlokin arises. All right, so the first opinion in the Beraita says, Enlain Chalak Lalamba, Shene Emar, cites a, a, a peculiar Pasuk for this, a Pasuk from Malachi, Kihine Hayom Ba. The Pasuk says, the day is coming, Bo'ir katanur v'hayu kol zedim, v'chol ose rish'ah, kash v'lihat otam hayom haba amar Adonai svaot asher lo ya'azov lahem, shoresh v'anaf. So the Pasuk has this reference to a burning conflagration in the future. There'll be nothing that remains Shoresh v'anaf. Shoresh root, meaning some rootedness, and anaf branches. Uh, the reference of both of those words in the eyes of this Tana is, that's children. Children are both the branches and the rootedness in this world. And the mention of twofold, calling them both Shoresh and Anaf, Shoresh Ba'olam Hazeh, Ve'anaf La'olam Haba, Devrei Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel's understanding of this Pasuk and in turn of reality is, Kitne Bene Rish'ei Yisrael, Elem Chalak La'olam Haba, Shoresh Ve'anaf, won't have any remnant in this world. The children unfortunately lost because of their fathers. Before we move onward, we now understand that Rabbi Akiva Hasid. That's Rabbi Akiva. So what do you mean? Of course they get Haylaklaat. Now again, he's going to source it, but that's why Rabbi Yohanan twice in our Gemara today says, Shavkar, Rabbi Akiva, Hasidute. But he was not 
kind, I guess, to say, in two cases, and there's only kind of one I'm not, I'm not characterizing or determining, you know, whether it be Akiva, except he was a Hasid. Right. But you're right, and I think more than anything, as, I'm say, as I said just a moment ago, I didn't say it clearly, Rabbi Yochanan's not a contemporary of Rabbi Akiva. Mm-hmm. He's not turning to Rabbi Akiva and saying, hey, uh, buddy, he's talking about Rabbi Akiva as, as, as a saintly person who came before him and saying, I'm just surprised more than anything. You're right. And the answer, of course, is Rabbi Akiva is being Doresh Pesukim. He's not just taking pulling it out of the hat or just determining based on his own intuition. So you're right. It's an expression. You're learning it. I can't believe he thought that way. Now, you don't actually doubt, I assume, if you're talking about someone who you trust, I, I can't believe he said that. I usually would say this. Now, he's going to explain himself to you. You're going to say, it's just, I feel like it's inconsistent. That's more than anything what the expression is. How does Rabbi Akiva derive? Shene'emar, an interesting derasha, Shomer Petaim Adonai. And the Pasuk says, Shomer Petaim Amonai, it's Pasuk in Tehilim. Peti, generally speaking, we assume is a silly person. We have Derashot Masechet Yivamot in two places with regards to what this is referring to. Uh, we have halachic ideas of if everyone's acting in a silly way, so uh, there's some way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is uh, uh, watching over them. Rav Moshe Feinstein famously quotes this in his tissue about smoking. But regardless, the Derashah Rabbi Akiva, for our purposes over here, Shiken Korin Bekirche Hayam Leyanuka Patya. It says in Kirche Hayam, in the island areas, they refer to children as Pitya. That's petty. So the Pasuk then says, Shomer Petaim Hashem, God safeguards, God looks over the petty. Who's the petty? Yanuka, the child. Rabbi Akiva has such a derasha. There's another derasha, we'll read it next time. But effectively, that rounds out this conversation of Rabbi Akiva's Hasidut. Whereas on the one hand, Rabban Gamliel is not able to see in Kitne Rishay Yisrael I merit la'olam haba, zechud la'olam haba, Rabbi Akiva is. There will, at the bottom of the page, be a conversation of, well, now that we're talking about children, we'll talk for a moment in between about Rishay Umot Olam. but now that we're talking about children, we're talking about a zechud potentially for olam haba, at what moment do they get that halak la'olam haba? And lastly, in that context, we'll talk off the page of the Gemara of, uh, about circumstances where there's a birth, do you circumcise the child? The birth is the child is a stillborn or the child dies before eight days. Do you circumcise? If we're talking about Olam Haba, if we're talking about some Halak of Yisrael, there is a conversation, discussion amongst the poskim with regards to this Gemara in a famous way. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.